You live in a coastal area or on a large island. You're watching the news and you see that there is a hurricane coming. Will you be ready? Let's talk about that when we come back. Practical Prepping Podcast. We're helping everyday people become prepared for whatever emergencies come our way. Where gear is good, but knowledge is better because the more you know, the less you have to carry. We're your hosts, Mark and Krista Lawley. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to Practical Prepping Podcast. We're glad that you've joined us tonight. You know, we have a sense of urgency here at the house because we've been watching some hurricane activity, you know, several months ago. Mark and I talked about the upcoming hurricane season. No hurricanes had formed. No storms had been named at that point. But now, this weekend, we're seeing some serious, very threatening hurricane activity. Yeah, Hurricane Fiona is, as we speak, over Puerto Rico. I understand that the entire island of Puerto Rico has zero electricity. Exactly. Every single family on the island is without power. No businesses have power. Are they actually currently under the storm or has it passed? It has not passed as of Sunday night when we're recording this. And it is a Cat 1, Category 1, which is over 74 miles an hour. And so it is headed toward the Dominican Republic. I see. Now, we did this and, and we know that no one in Puerto Rico has time to listen to us if they have the ability. Yes. And so, I mean, I know there's folks there with power backup for either generators or batteries or whatever, but nobody in Puerto Rico has time to listen to us and probably won't for the next, who knows, month or so. Yeah, we certainly hope that they've got some practical preppers out there in Puerto Rico that have prepared for this because... The only advantage a hurricane can give any of us is time. Mm -hmm. We do generally have days, if not a week or more, of heads up. Now, I realize that not everybody can make a move or do what they need to do. A lot of different populations are impacted by some can go and some cannot go. And if you're on an island state or an island country, where do you go? True. You've you've really got to have some preparation. We'll talk about that in a minute. But there is the chance that someone in the Dominican Republic could be listening. We have listeners there. And this thing is going to curve. It does not look like it's going to impact the coastal United States. But it is going to turn northward and then northeast. And it will very likely impact Bermuda. Mm. Okay. We want to go ahead and do this information, even though we did one not too long ago, probably even more extensive of some of the things that you can do to be prepared. But the first thing that we are going to say that you really need to have if a hurricane's coming is a plan. You need to have a plan. What kind of plan do we need? I always start with communication plan. Okay. You need to be able to receive info and to get info out. Now, receiving info, uh, there's several things that we can do there. And you mentioned watching the news while ago. We can watch the news. We can have battery-powered radios. We can do any number of things. The the NOAA weather radio in the United States, and I'm sure they're similar in other countries. 
but we need a way to get information in. Now, when it comes to getting information out, one of the things that we did quite some time back, I mean, years back, is to have a printed contact list. Yes, we want to be able to have in printed form the phone numbers, the addresses, the email addresses of all of our kinfolk and employers, employees, anyone that we would need to be able to contact. We need that in print form because if we're caught unprepared, uh, hopefully not, but we may be caught in a situation where we don't have our power rock and we don't have a cell phone charge, but we can always read our printed notebook and update that as the family moves and has new addresses, of course. Or the cell phone system may be down. Right, yeah, But we might be able to access a landline. That's true. So you do want to make contact with at least one person that is important to you outside of the impact area. They can often get word to others faster than you can. You know, you mentioned just a second ago about if you do have cell phone usage, you may not be able to get a voice call through because the bandwidth is going to be really jammed, but you can text message on because it takes up less bandwidth Mm -hmm. and often a text message will hit when a cell phone call cannot go through. Many, many times that's been the way that that has happened. And you can also, if it's available, do a Facebook check-in to let your friends and family know that you're okay. Exactly. You know, your your relatives may be hundreds of miles away in a safe mm-hmm. area, and they may be looking at social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, whatever you're using, get a message out on that social media because somebody will see it. But you do need to have a way to get information out, and you need that information to be able to come in. And it can be a hand-cranked radio. It can be solar rechargeable. It can be a portable radio with backup batteries. And you need to store those batteries extra for that particular device. Now, one thing that you need, we said you need a plan. We mentioned a communication plan, but you need a flood plan. You know, what's a hurricane without some kind of storm surge? There's going to be storm surge if you're anywhere near the coast. There's going to be heavy rain anywhere, especially I'm thinking of Puerto Rico. That whole island is going to be flooded. Pakistan was pretty much half of it was underwater or close to it. I mean, so there's a lot of flood issues that come and a hurricane is one of the causes of flood And we did a flood prep podcast here just, uh, what, a couple of weeks ago? Not too many weeks ago, yeah. And so go back and listen to that. And then here's the get out of Dodge. The evacuation plan. Yeah. So, you know, you have to sit and think sometimes. I know a lot of folks that have lived all of their lives in the coastal areas. They feel that they can safely ride out a Category 1, 2, and maybe even sometimes 3, and they're very reluctant to want to evacuate. Mm-hmm. But, you know, a Cat 4 and a Cat 5, to my knowledge, a Cat 5 is the highest level. Andrew was a 5. Mm-hmm. That was a, a, a miserable, horrible hurricane. No hurricane is alike. You know, a Cat 2 could have more flood and more rain than a Cat 3 with just heavier wind. So how do you judge? What's the evacuation situation for you? Yeah, what's that's the key for you. What is your flood plan? Do you live on top of the hill? And you're not likely to have a big flood. 
but will you be able to get out from your neighborhood or from your residence? Right, because you've got to think about several things. Maybe you've decided you're not going to leave, and then at the very last minute, you've decided you are going to leave. Well, look down the highways, because there's about 10,000 people ahead of you that had the same idea. And that's just in the first two miles. Right, so your evacuation plan, you really need to have a plan. I mean, you need to think this out. And I would think that I would definitely be thinking about it. If you're in the path of this particular storm, uh, Fiona, I would be making that plan in light of the information that I have with this storm. But in general, I would be thinking about, okay, what will make me leave my house? What is it that's going to make me evacuate in reference to hurricane? And if you do go, notify others. Let other folks know that you're going and where you plan to go. Absolutely. There's no need to put your relatives and loved ones and kinfolk through needless worry. If they don't know you've left, they may think you're still there. Mm -hmm. And if all they hear on the news is, you know, that island is gone or that pier and everything with it is gone, they're going to think you're gone. Right. So do communicate with your evacuation. So you need to communicate that to them, but you also need to plan a place to go. Now, this doesn't, mean you have to have a bug out location it doesn't mean you have to have pre-staged things along the way but it means you need to have a plan for a place to go and my first six choices in this case would be hotel yeah exactly i mean it might even just be a mere 30 miles or so but just be aware that you won't be the only one leaving so you need to think about Maybe have a 100-mile plan, <laughs> 125. You know, because a lot of folks are going to be traveling and looking for the same thing you're looking mm-hmm. for. And you can't blame them. You're in that same mix. So you've got to have sort of a way to maybe jump the gun, so to speak. Like, ah, maybe I need to be a day earlier than I thought. A 24-hour head start can mean a lot. Could mean a lot. Could mean yeah. being able to get gasoline on the highway. You know, that's going to be an issue, too. Oh, it you is. know, every pump's going to go dry. It Everybody's is. going to get gas. And when it does, uh, probably cash is going to be about the only option if they have the ability to pump it out of the ground. Mm-hmm. Because the banking systems may go down with the credit cards being able to use that. And if that local operator has the ability to get that gasoline out of the ground and they're not packing up to leave themselves right then, they'll sell it to you for cash. Next plan you need to have is a power plan. And what we're talking about is fuel and battery, the things that help things to go. So if you plan on using a generator, you need to make sure you have the fuel that your generator needs, and you need that fuel now. Yes, if you're in the path of Fiona, I don't care where you are. If you're in the path or possible path of that, and the models do look like spaghetti to some degree. I mean, they're all over. Take them seriously. Where they could go. But you need to get that gas just as quickly as you can possibly get that. You also need to have your power banks charged up for charging different devices. Exactly. You know, everyone pushes for you to charge your phones and your your iPads and your laptops. But power up your power supplies, too. Your power banks, your those little power devices that you can charge up because they'll hold a charge mm-hmm. a lot longer. And you'll need that. Absolutely. And just have those plans already in place. 
And these little power devices have gotten extremely affordable. Yeah, you can go to like Best Buy or Five Below and even get pick up a few cheap ones. They'll get you through mm-hmm. a hard time. Right. We mentioned batteries. You need to have extra batteries for every device you have or that you could be using. And also think about this. This impacts us and our family, too. If you have medical devices that are used, you know, to preserve health, like a CPAP machine, a BiPAP machine, oxygen-making machines, that kind of thing, you're going to have to figure out how you're going to power those devices. Don't leave them behind. You need them. But you have to have a plan to power your medical devices. Even if you're able to stay in your house and you lose the power, how are you going to power that device? Next thing we need to think about, What are we going to eat? Because we're going to get hungry. Yes, we are. A hurricane is not a short duration event. No, it is not. And I tend to want to eat every four or five hours. (laughs) Right. So we need food and we need a way to get it. We need a way to prepare it. Hopefully you're already prepping in the food Mm -hmm. and water area. But let's talk about that again, you know, just to refresh our memory. We want to have a variety of foods that we can eat without cooking. Loaves of bread and a jar of peanut butter or almond nut butter, whatever your nut butter is that you like. See, the peanut butter doesn't need to go in the refrigerator, and neither does bread. And if you consume it quick enough, that bread won't go bad. Something like cereal and milk. You can eat dry cereal if you had to. If you're wanting cold milk, now you've got to prepare and do so. Get you some bags of ice to keep those containers of milk. Some non-refrigerated other items would be those power bars Uh, Keto bars, those meal bars, breakfast bars, fruit-filled, cereal-wrapped type thing. Also, mixed nuts, meat jerkies. You can do beef jerky, turkey jerky. Dried fruits and vegetables are very popular, like the trail mix kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Dried apricots, dried banana chips. You could also, you know, pack up some fresh fruit and vegetable and eat those first because they are fresh. Go ahead and consume them. Leave the bananas and the apples and everything in their peel and then just eat as needed. And that's especially important if you're in one of these expected areas and you have a garden. Go ahead and pick what you can out of that garden. Mm -hmm. Some of those things actually will continue to ripen Mm -hmm. off the vine. Tomatoes and several other things. Exactly. And so you'd rather do that than you had have them get blown away. Sure. Now, you also need a variety of easy-to-prepare foods. Now, Krista talked about the, the foods that you can eat without cooking. Now, some of the things that you can eat without cooking sound kind of yucky, okay? (laughs) But you can eat a can of beef stew without heating it up. Certainly. You can eat anything out of a can that's cold. Right. Now, it tastes better. It's more pleasant to be able to heat it up. Sure, sure. So canned goods, soups, pastas, rice, things like that that are easy to prepare. And this is not the time that we're going to be doing gourmet meals. You also want some comfort foods. Easy to eat snacks, you know, prepackaged snacks, small packs of cookies and crackers, M&Ms, anything that's candy coated, M&Ms and Skittles, that comes to Mm -hmm. mind too, because they're candy coated, so they're not going to melt when it gets really hot. That's something I learned about a hurricane. Many times the weather temperature, air temperature really starts to rise Mm -hmm. after a hurricane event. I mean, back into the 90s, even in the early fall. And so it can be hot. So you want unmeltable food. It really is. And so store some of those M&Ms, store some hard candies and other, you know, real fine chocolates especially are going to melt very, very quickly and very easily. All right. We need to stock up a lot of your favorite thing 
water. Yep, water. Make sure that you have enough water to last for several weeks, maybe a month or more. Yeah, because the commercial water systems are very likely to be contaminated from the storm surge, or they may even be inoperable. That's what's going to happen. I remember hearing from hurricane events in Puerto Rico prior to this one that the pumping stations and all the utilities, they're offline. Mm-hmm. They're done. They are, they're in just as bad a shape as some of the homes. And so waiting for those to get back up and operational is going to take some time. And you can't wait for fresh water. You've got to be able to get that fresh water filtered, purified, and into your body. Yeah, and if nothing else, you can boil it. And we know that we need alternative ways to heat or cook food. And these alternative ways to heat that food can be used to boil water. Of course. And so you can boil smaller quantities of water. And it doesn't take as long to get, you know, a pint or a quart. And depending on your family's needs, I wouldn't be trying to boil 80 quarts at one time, you know, out of a stock pot. So I'd I'd just keep boiling in smaller amounts. But you need that water there. Now, here's some other thoughts that we have about hurricane preparation and even tornadoes, um, pretty much anything when it comes to disasters. And that's to have some appropriate working footwear and work gloves, because you're going to be encountering now some exposed nails, some broken glass, some broken and splintered wood, all sorts of rusty metal things, contaminated water that's even when the water starts going back down, there's going to be all kinds of hidden, nasty, unhappy Mm -hmm. treasures in all that sludge. So you're going to need like rain, knee high rain boots, something very sturdy. Or even, even if they're just really heavy-duty hiking boots. Oh, yes, exactly. If you're exactly. going across the street to check on the neighbor, you're not wading the water, and you're just going across there, there's likely to be debris in the roadway. Just expect it. Yeah. Just expect there to be some very unpleasant things. You don't want to get any cuts, punctures, or anything like that. And you mentioned a while ago that it gets rather warm. You need to have some ways to stay cool. You might be able to purchase those uh, individual battery-operated fans. They're kind of like a horseshoe shape, and they go around your neck, and they've got little fan ports on mm-hmm. each side. That's one you can get. We have a USB rechargeable fan for our tent right? that we hang it up in the center, and it's mm-hmm. also a light. We can do that. The, uh, the Mission Company also makes towels and headwear mm-hmm. that you can plunge into some water and squeeze out and and fluff and it it will lower the temperature of that item very very cold very quickly i use those quite regularly and you can take a bottle of water and you what i do is i put my neck wrap i wad it up and put it in the top of my hat and then i kind of wad all that up and i pour about a quarter of a bottle of water in there and i just kind of work it around And then I'll probably do it a second time. So it takes me less than a bottle of water to be able to make that thing cool. And then you wring it out, wear it, and it's, you know, they use real feel temperatures. Mm -hmm. Real feel is about 10 degrees below what it is outside or the 
Oh, yes, those are. They're and great. that's just a nice item to have around whether or not you're having a hurricane, of course. They're good uh, for cutting grass and weed eating. Garden work, yard work, anywhere where you might be hot or overheated. Those are great. Also have some adequate protection against biting bugs and mosquitoes come to mind because all that water sometimes lands in areas where it is very stagnant and still, like inside tires, elevated ponds that are not flowing or anything. Those mosquitoes love that, and they will come out in force. The other thing that you get with that is you have mosquitoes, you know, they have to have a place to sleep. So they have a bedding area that they go to, and now that's underwater, so they can't do that. So the area that they are able to occupy is less per mosquito. I don't know how many mosquitoes an acre normally would have, but too know, many. In North Alabama, it's way too many. Well, you know, because and, the mosquito is our state bird. Yes. And in a hurricane, it's going to even be worse. Mm-hmm. And you may be having to have the windows or the doors open, especially if you've had storm surge inside. So you may need to consider some personal application. Of mm-hmm. some safe insecticide, insect repellents or insecticides uh, that you can treat in your home. Be aware of the anything you spray onto your skin will be absorbed. So be aware that anything needs to be uh, skin safe, child safe, pet safe. You know, take care to not do anything overly um, dangerous. Dangerous, yes, because you you got enough going on if you're you know trying to recover from a hurricane. And a couple of last-minute things that you can do in that last few days during the approach of a hurricane, go top off your vehicle's fuel tank. Yeah, go get gas while you can get it. Get it while you can. Get some extra cash to have. See, some of the financial systems or even the Internet can be affected, but some of those local merchants or gas stations or maybe buying ice might require cash. Yeah, I mean, they have every right to, mm-hmm. to do so. Also, board up or apply tape to your windows. Here's a very good tip. Wash and dry all of your clothes that obviously need it and pack as many changes of clothes as you can into some plastic bags just in case the worst happens and you've got to grab those extra changes of mm-hmm. clothes. When you leave, you may be two weeks coming back. You don't know. That's what happened in Hurricane Hugo. People thought they'd be gone for a night or two. Ten days later, they came home, and they didn't take their clothes. Mm -hmm. So they had to go to the extra expense of even trying to find that sort of thing. And in those last few days coming up, go ahead and use up perishable foods that you don't want to use. Absolutely. This is time to fill the teenagers up. Take it. In fact... Before you fill it, take an inventory of all your refrigerated food and your freezer food, particularly freezer. Take a picture of all of these items. Inventory as best you can all of your foods. And if you have a garden, take some pictures of that. You can figure out these replacement values later. But we tell you to do this. And I've been through something like this because of a fire. But this is used for your insurance deductible or also when you're claiming a loss on income taxes or making a claim Mm -hmm. for insurance purposes. You're going to be expected to indicate item for item what you're claiming damage against. Photographs are going to be better because your memory might fail you. Mm -hmm. Take pictures of your valuables, your televisions. Uh, furniture, uh, you know, jewelry, that kind of thing. 
you very practical preppers already have that in your practical prepping plan. But if you haven't done that and you've got a few days before the hurricane you know is coming, go ahead and do that. Get those pictures on your phone, back them up on a thumb drive and take all of that with you. Take those thumb drives with you. And our last thing is to secure anything that's outside. You don't want it to become a flying object. That's things like your lawn and patio furniture, the planters, the plants, grills, trash cans, uh, anything that could go mobile in a high wind. It's always interesting to see, and it's somebody during every hurricane is going to have the video of the trash can rolling down the street or bouncing down the street. Oh, yes. They didn't get secured. Crashing through the neighbor's fence and so on like that. So do that. We hope you are nowhere near this hurricane, and we pray for those that are in the path of this hurricane. We pray for no loss of life, and we really hope that if you are there, that you are prepared for it, in more ways than one, uh, we would say be prepared physically, and we would be say be prepared mentally, and we would say be prepared spiritually, because we're never guaranteed the next day. And this could be our last storm. Because hurricanes happen, so we need you to stay prepared. And we'll see you next time. You can reach us on Facebook at Practical Prepping. You can email us at info at practicalprepping.info. And our website is practicalprepping.info. And remember, stuff happens. Stay prepared.